0: segue into my question. So I'm in my early 50s. Um, been You're strength a child. Tra- What's that? You're just a child. Yes. 52. Um, child. Been strength training for about three years. My numbers continue to go up. This? So that's really good. Assuming no injuries, assuming continued training, appropriate programming. Is there a time frame when I should expect those numbers to plateau or decline? Well, no, no, there's not a, well, there's a time frame that applies to everybody. How long can you stay a novice, intermediate, advanced lifter, continuing to make progress? If you start when you're 20, probably 20 years, then you're going to enter a phase where you're just hanging on to some pretty good lifts, and then, believe it or not, you're going to get hurt. You're going to start to accumulate injuries, and your training is going to fall off. And God help you, you'll be in my situation before it's over with. It's all beat up and just trying to stave off death. Right. <laughs> but that's just a natural history of 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 what happens with somebody that's training hard. Now, you're not doing a bunch of stupid shit like I was doing, so it could be I assuming you're not, anyway, and you you uh, are uh, probably not gonna, you know, go out and have motorcycle wrecks and get thrown off a bunch of horses and rolled around on top of and shit and you know that kind of thing. That that all contributes too, right? But uh, you're 52. You'll be you'll be setting PRs till you're in your 60s. You'll probably be deadlifting over 400 in your 70s. Yeah, you're you're doing the right thing. So just don't plan to fail, but by the same token, understand that starting this at, at 49 is a completely different thing than starting when you're 19. All right, what kind of layoff would you recommend for a woman who's just given birth? Oh, a couple of weeks. Was she was she training before? Yeah, or not? So she's currently training now. A oh, couple of weeks. She'll get back in the gym a couple of weeks. It depends. Pit, well, it, it, all, it does, in fact, I was about to say, <laughs> but it depends on how they delivered her. <clears throat> if they chop the baby out, it's gonna be a little bit longer than that. She delivers normally. Has natural delivery, she'll be back in the gym two weeks. That's called an episiotomy. Okay. Well, I'll tell you that uh, that procedure is going out of fashion because the. The tear heals faster than a than an incision Right (laughs) Right now they just look numb it up let it tear More surface area it knits back together faster. I know that's making y'all cringe over there and shit, but it's (laughs) I Don't have no I don't have to deal with it at all. You're right um, my question is: Has there been somebody that you've trained that you've seen strength change their life that like kind of stands out more than other people? Yeah, older people. Always does. Kids that go to a scholarship program on the basis of the strength we provided for them. It, the vast majority of people that you train, it, it changes them. for. I have people come in the gym all the time that trained with me 25 years ago that are saying how much they appreciate what we taught them. But the older people, sure. Yeah, it's very important to be able to hand a 75-year-old woman the keys to her car back. Are those your favorite people to train then? Older people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like training older people. It makes a big difference. They appreciate it. They appreciate it. little snotty-nosed 16-year-old kids that won't eat anything but Pop-Tarts. So how do you build your that client base then, the older people, that just through word of mouth? Or? yo, yeah. yeah, They're way better yeah. clients. They have money. They don't leave. They stay with you forever. Yeah. I don't know why people would ever want anybody in their 20s anyway. They yeah, I'd, uh, we may... We may just start doing that too. Minimum age 30 at the gym. I'm 29. Get the fuck out of here. Come back next year. Come back next year. Yeah, I yeah, older people are, are better are better clients. And the, the the way you get the way any type of business like this grows is not advertising. It's word of mouth. It's word of mouth. Advertising is absolutely a waste of money. It's 100% a complete waste of money. Get on social media and yak on social media. Write stuff, put it up, have people read it, mail it around, but don't spend money on advertising. And then when you get an older person as a client, do them a good job. They all have friends. That's how it's done. Now, you're talking, talking about anti-inflammatories, I take uh, minocycline for acne. It has somewhat of an anti-inflammatory property. Would that influence training? It's not a strong anti-inflammatory. OK, I, did, I knew that it wasn't. I now, just minocycline, that is uh, what class it's of? tetracyclines. It's, tetra- it's just the old medicine stuff, right? Yeah, 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 right? old school stuff. Is that a version to Doxy? Similar. They both have a different structure. Do, but that's not a strong anti-inflammatory. I wouldn't worry about that. No. When are you taking uh, Accutane also? No. Good. Good. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's horrible shit. That shit's horrible. Yeah, God, that's. I can't imagine who invented that stuff. That's. Basically, if you're the you contract, and you Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, or that if you do get pregnant, you'll abort. I had the because you will have a monster <laughs> on Accutate. <laughs> <way> yeah. <laughs> How do you train now? Yeah, I know you said you're staving off your death. I'm out of town, back and forth all the time. I'm just staving off death. I squat about once every two weeks, pull heavy about once every two weeks. I got tired of doing chin, so I've been doing barbell rows. And I press and bench, and that's about all. Push the prowler every once in a while when I think about it. And I have time. That's about it. I train, but I don't. I'm just farting around. How has the program changed over time since you started? I know the video press 2.0 now, but has yeah. anything else changed? Oh. <laughs> God. We've we've a long time ago front squats were in practical programming. That's been removed. Uh, back extensions and sit ups. We don't do that anymore. That's basically all. It's it's pretty much still intact. Well, it's, it's the, uh, the way I teach it now has developed over the past 10 years of teaching it. But I used to use it in the gym because uh, uh, we, we lifted that way in power meets. We wanted it low on the back without knowing why. I, we had to come up with the explanation for why this made sense. But we've been explaining it over the past 10 years and the explanation has developed. And the teaching method for it has changed and it's we've got it pretty thoroughly where we want it right now. But it's just teaching it over time. You learn by teaching. You got all, all, at the gym, you got all these old pictures of, of power beats. Everybody's looking down. Did yep. you guys figure that, I mean, were, was there. Never was there- thought about it. I am the first one, as far as I know, that has actively advocated looking at the floor when you squat. But all those guys are just looking down because it... They just, it just made, made sense to their body. Yeah. You know, this looking up shit, I do not understand why that is now the dogma. I mean, you can't go to a powerlifting meet, uh, and take one of our lifters to a powerlifting meet without some asshole inserting himself into your warm-up procedure, telling your lifter to look up. They won't leave you alone. They will not shut up. You seen it? Yeah. Yeah, guys, telling you to jerk deadlifts off the floor. Yeah, yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, white uh, uh, powerlifting really is a trailer park, white trash sport. It really is. Really is it honestly attracts a real odd bunch of people. You know, I'll go out in the parking lot between attempts and smoke, you know? No, I'm not I'm not making this up. No, no, no. It's a it it attracts a uh, a different sort of a guy. We even a novice who go to the gym try to do this squat, and people will try to correct. You. Oh, I know. Yeah, cuz they know this, see. Yeah. They know this got it. wanna go up? You gotta look up! <laughs> he thought I was falling because I was like, my back was too low. Uh, <coughs> so. Did you bend over? Yep. No, he, he was like actually spotting me. He came up behind me while I was squatting and did the, like, the throw <laughs> squat. Did you tell him to get the fuck away from me? <laughs> real, loud. The, real loud, get the fuck away from me. He'll knock, they'll knock you over. Yep. You can't let them do that. They'll knock you over. They don't know how far your hips are gonna go back. And if they're standing too close, they're going to knock you forward. You can't let them do that. Don't ever let anybody get in the middle of your workout like that. You know? Well, I'm, I'm telling you, and if, if I understand your nature is to be polite, but you can't always be polite in the middle of a heavy set and some jackass walks up behind you and wants to help. You've got to tell him to get away from you or you run the risk, you get hurt real bad. Sometimes you need a spot. But if you get spots from in the gym, you have to make sure that they know what you want them to do and that they do that. You have to make sure they spot the bar, not the lifter. But that's your, that's your job is to tell them that. Yeah, Like skim milk, you don't drink skim milk. People that care about themselves don't drink skim milk. People care about themselves. Don't drink Folgers. (laughs) They don't drink Coors Light. People care about themselves do a certain number of things. They always eat their egg yolks they drink whole milk and they don't drink Bud Light. I like the club soda and everclear thing. Good idea. It is a good idea. If you're a Bud Light drinker, you can save a hell of a lot of money by just getting a case of club soda and a fifth of Everclear. And so you, you open the club soda and and drink the top off the club soda and pour an ounce of Everclear in the club soda and you got Bud Light. And Marty, you're laughing. I'm not I'd be Dead serious, I'm absolutely serious. There is absolutely no difference it's a little bit brown, right? What What? Coors light It's not quite clear. Well, that's clear enough Yeah, put a little you know dehydrated urine in it It'll yellow it right up for you Give it a little flavor to it. Have you ever trained any vegans? Like no, I don't deal with eating disorders. Uh, vegans. No, we don't. I, I'm not in the psychology business. I don't I don't deal with it. So on your whiskey podcast, you recommended uh, you know, like some extra whiskeys like uh, Buffalo Trace Zero. Yeah, I'll tell you The Balmore is a is is a inexpensive alley malt whiskey. You can get Balmore for $46 most places. LaFroig 10 is $50 still? I thought they'd gotten that up to 60. LaFroy 10 is a little, that's not an entry-level alley. Well, you're talking about to try to get somebody drinking scotch? Well, he wanted an entry-level scotch. You know and I don't drink price price I don't drink Speysides or, or Lowlands or anything, or price price or price anything price like, or like that. I just don't like the way they taste. Uh, if I was going to recommend just an, so, that's why I said Balmore because it's an Eile. But if I was going to recommend an entry-level scotch, I guess what? Uh, I think just about all of the same, if you when you say entry-level, are you saying for I'm talking about I'm talking about a space side, a soft space side. So, uh, Glenmorangie's probably, Glenmorangie's fine. Just get it, get the, the normal expression of Glenmorangie. That'd be just fine. And, and we don't, but I'm not going to recommend a blended whiskey cause we don't drink blended whiskey. That's like Folgers. <laughs> we don't drink, just you, you don't drink blended whiskey. if you care about yourself, you don't drink Johnny Walker. Doers, black and tan, pinch, all that blended whiskey Just, it's not, don't drink that. Glenmorangie's a good place to start. Then do the Balmore second. What kind of coffee you like? The, just, you know, roasted coffee. Not Folgers. <laughs> oh, Folgers is not coffee. Steph has been roasting coffee for about ten years, so she buys estate coffee, green estate coffee from all from SweetMaria's.com. SweetMaria's.com. You roast them outside. It doesn't smell bad. It's an that's an acquired smell. You just don't like the process by which coffee is produced. I think you should mature. <laughs> consider maturation <laughs> okay but i we have coffee from all over everywhere so i like, i like i like the ethiopian coffees but i'm not that particular it's just